All right. Uh, very pleased to welcome back a fellow that just wrote a book about someone that we were talking about before, and he's someone that advocated the strenuous life. He's the New York Times bestselling author of several books. His latest is Teddy and Booker T, also a wildly successful nationally syndicated radio talk show host and obviously the co-anchor of uh, Fox and Friends every morning on the Fox News Channel. And how could I forget the host of One Nation with Brian Kilmeade on the weekend. Brian, thanks for joining us as always. Frank, what are you you doing? You're not taking any time off, right? Just go right to the holidays? Uh, Well, I'm I'm in negotiations for a day here and a day there. We'll see. Uh, I'm not not waiting for that that annual Kill Me Lunch to be scheduled before I put in for any days off. Yeah, it looks like the new year. The sentiment is there's too much going on. I think that's that's prudent, yes. It's probably wise. Yeah, no no doubt about it. All right, Brian, a lot of controversial issues that I want to ask you about. We're going to try and get you in trouble. I always love to pin you down on these controversial issues. But first, how exciting is it to watch this Tommy DeVito situation with the Giants? I mean, he's got to be the starting quarterback for the Giants next year, doesn't he? No, uh, I can't see them. I mean, let's see what happens. But, I mean, he's three in a row. He, you know, he's got the intermediate pass down, 70 yards running yesterday. He is, excuse me, yesterday, uh, Monday, Monday night. Right. Uh, Monday night. So, I, I mean, put it this way. He's got himself a career now. So, you know how hard it is to get a backup that if you, if your starter goes down, you don't blow the season. I mean, for the most part, the, you watch what happened with the Jets. They had, they had the team. They didn't have the quarterback. You see this over and over again. Uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, do you put him ahead of Daniel Jones? I, I don't know. I, I think it's such an incredible Cinderella story, plus the fact that he's from New Jersey, plus the fact that he's, you know, throwing touchdowns. There's a, you know, the, 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 there's just such a love for this guy from the fans that uh, I don't know how you jettison him at this point. Well, we'll see. I mean, let's see what happens. They got to beat New Orleans. They beat New Orleans, who's basically, in a, even though they're a 500 team, they're in, in the race for a division title. So if they go in and beat New Orleans in New Orleans, and now all of a sudden they're maybe tied for a wild card spot. Now they're one game out, but five other teams are six and seven. Let's see how the, let's see how this ends. Number one, I've never when when the when the Giants lost the second time to Dallas, they really couldn't. The only reason that Dallas stopped scoring, they ran out of time. It was both times, and I'm saying to myself, they're not even like a professional football team. So the fact that they could win three in a row at mm-hmm. any point with a third-string quarterback that shows it's a different feeling right now in New York. And especially, yeah, by the way, the Jets played well last week. Absolutely. Not taking anything away from uh, from them. But uh, obviously, you know, I, I think, I don't know if they're both mathematically eliminated from playoff contention, but it seems no. unlikely that uh, they're going to make much of a run in the playoffs at this point, though. Well, I'm just saying the Giants are six and uh, the Giants are uh, one game out of the wild cards. Wow! All right. Well, I, look, uh, that would really be something. All right. So if uh, Tommy De- DeVito is the uh, toast of the New York, New Jersey area, uh, Hunter Biden seems to be increasingly just toast. He got a uh, subpoena yesterday to appear before Congress, and uh, he chose to do a press conference. Here's a little bit of the press conference that he did outside of the Senate side of the U.S. Capitol. I'm here today to answer at a public hearing any legitimate questions Chairman Comer and the House Oversight Committee may have for me. I'm here today to make sure that the House Committee's illegitimate investigations of my family do not proceed on distortions, manipulated evidence, and lies. 
And I'm here today to acknowledge that I've made mistakes in my life and wasted opportunities and privileges I was afforded. For that, I'm responsible. For that, I'm accountable. And for that, I'm making amends. Well, Brian, uh, I guess you that puts you to shame, right? I mean, that silences everybody and it's over, right? Good thing. So now we can get on with our vacation. <laughs> I mean, he goes to the Senate side, not the House side. You know what happens in a public hearing. For people listening right now, it's not that the Republicans don't have courage. It's nothing to do with that. Five minutes on, five minutes off. Five minutes for Eric Swalwell to, to attack Donald Trump. Five minutes for him to, uh, to filibuster a Republican direct question of, for example, who's the big guy? Why, why did Devin Archer say that your father called into countless business meetings? And why? what was going on in Cafe, uh, uh, whatever that cafe was, Milano, uh, two times when you met with other Ukrainian officials? You really didn't talk business at that point. He, they're just going to filibuster everything. At the end of it, when he survives, they're going to say this thing is over. You've got to get people behind closed doors in a calm setting, ask the questions, let them answer, let Democrats do what they want to do. And this really goes back to Joe. I mean, basically, what else do you need? They even said yesterday, he even said yesterday, my dad had no financial, uh, didn't make, have, have, wasn't financially involved in our business. Oh, excuse me. First, you've never discussed it. Now you're saying that financially you were never involved in it. Joe Biden was the business. This is the one thing that Hunter can't answer. What are you doing? You're not a great legal mind. You don't have a history of getting oligarchs out of trouble. You don't have any, you know, you, you're on all these boards you don't belong on. You lasted one day in the military because you failed the drug test. And now you want it in Kazakhstan, China, uh, Ukraine, and by the richest woman in Moscow. Why, what were you selling? It was your dad. And what did he do for that? That's what we need to know. Not that some crackhead dropped his laptop off at a, uh, off at a independent computer repair store. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see where this goes. Now, uh, the Hunter Biden folks, they're basically saying that, uh, OK, yeah, he didn't pay the um, over a million dollars in taxes at first. And that was wrong. But ultimately, he paid those taxes and that Hunter Biden's being singled out for worse treatment, not better treatment because of his last name. What do you say to that, Brian? He's got a total pass his whole life. Well, I, I don't think even he would dispute that. Right. But is the so, prosecution yeah. on the tax issue being a little bit more heavy-handed because of all the criticism? Well, Frank, Frank, you know what the big mystery is? Why is only why does he only own one point four million dollars? I mean, this guy these are million dollar checks going back five million dollars from China. How much is he getting from? Uh, how much is he getting from uh, these oligarchs? One in Romania. I mean, you think he really owes $1 million? That's it? And who are these people propping up his lifestyle, flying with a private jet so he could deny paternity to, a, to, the, to his daughter, who we now know is his, and now even his, his father has to admit it. And now his, who's paying the most expensive lawyer for the most expensive lawyer in Washington? I mean, this guy is not, it's not selective prosecution. The question was, he was about to get a sweetheart deal and it got exposed. That's what they're still trying to get back. They got the word, they got the best deal ever. It got exposed. This judge says, I can't sign off on this. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. 
And since that time, he they are starting to legitimately look at his backdrop. But I do think the timing's curious. They knew he had to come in before the year for his deposition. And then you charge him a week before so he could say, I can't, you know, if I do go in, I can't say anything. I'm going to get put myself in legal jeopardy. Um, the corollary to this is what's going on with this impeachment inquiry, which the House voted to begin yesterday along partisan lines. The Senate obviously is never going to remove Joe Biden. With that reality, is it really worth going down this impeachment road? I mean, sure, it's been a year or two since a president was impeached, and I guess we're due. But is this a political winner for the Republicans? Is this going to do anything? If it's all they do, I don't think it's a winner. But I, I get this is the, they're not going to impeach him. They don't have the votes. But what they, what, what they reveal in the investigation through bank records, suspicious activity reports, uh, IRS whistleblowers, the actual court case proceedings, what they're bringing in when they bring in now uh, Eric uh, Sherwin, who handled the finances for the family, what, that's exposing the character of the person running for reelection. And the way that person lied to us in 2020, lied to us last week when he said, they're all lies. Anyone talking about me linked to these businesses, they're all lies. They're all lies. What are you talking about? You're in the same place. You were calling into these meetings. So what else is he lying about? And I think the 2020 election would have been different if you found out that this guy was having his entire family trade on his name, benefit on his name let alone the documents that he took that we didn't know about that he's been acquiring for 20, 30 years. We haven't heard anything about that. So I think it exposes the candidate. That's how it would benefit. But they got to get a monster deal done to finance these conflicts and to finance the restructuring of the border with asylum. You know, they they would be great. You know, the next president has to address uh, the entitlement reform. We know that. But if you could do two things, you go ahead and do it. No one's asking James Comer to balance the budget. You do your own thing. Go find out what's going on. That doesn't mean the Republicans and the and the speaker can't do other stuff. I spent yesterday with Kevin McCarthy. I was his last interview mm. before he uh, left the building. Today he leaves for good. So he invited me down. I scrambled down there. I got there. And believe me, I think that my opinion, I think Speaker Johnson's got a, a, is going to have a real hard time. He has no experience as a whip. He has no experience as majority leader, no experience really in leadership. He could be the smartest guy around. It's all about maneuvering power, what you're capable of, how do you move money around. And right now you have three conflicts, Taiwan, Israel, and Ukraine, that need support, financial support that helps our country. And you have a border. Well, what are you doing? You can't let these guys go home. They should not be going home this week. That That type of thing worries me. All right, two final issues that I have to uh, get your take on before we uh, let you go. And you certainly have a busy day of uh, six or seven hours of broadcasting ahead of you for today. Nikki Haley, endorsed by uh, Chris Sununu, the Republican governor of New Hampshire. Obviously, we're a stone's throw away from the New Hampshire primary. A lot of people say that, uh, unlike most endorsements, this one really will mean something. It really will count. How much does this move the needle in New Hampshire for Nikki Haley? It shows that the it shows that the people are behind her. She's got you know Ken Langone, uh, co-founder of Home Depot, of course the Koch brothers. Yeah, she's getting a lot of money, uh, some endorsements now. Now I do want to bring it to this poll. Suffolk University, Boston Globe, USA Today did a poll 
uh, about the impact of Governor Sununu's endorsement. And 86% of likely New Hampshire Republican primary voters said a Sununu, a Sununu endorsement would not impact their vote, mm. compared to 13% who said it would. So that, I think, matters. Uh, Trump is real happy. Yesterday, I don't know if you saw any parts of his speech, but they went over 50% in Des Moines for the first time. And the Des Moines Register, he says, you know, I love this poll. He got 51%. DeSantis, 19. Haley, 16. You know, the word is they are concerned about Haley's surge. But I just don't know anyone that's... I know people that just don't want to vote for Trump and says, man, I'm going for Haley. Okay, I got it. I don't know anyone who said, I'm watching the campaigns and I'm leaving Trump and going for Haley. The anti-Trump seems to be consolidating there and I'm not ruling out DeSantis getting some momentum if he does extremely well in Iowa. But i just like to know how many people walk up to you. Uh, is Sid Rosenberg going to meet you in the break room today or at the, uh, yoga, at, the yoga, um, at the yoga gym and say, you know what, I'm thinking about it. I'm going to probably switch to Haley. He did, you know, it doesn't happen. So I don't know if she can get any of the Trump base. None of them seem fed up with the president. They seem more excited, former president, about the chance of him getting four more years. But I, you know me. I mean, I've said this for the longest time. I'm extremely impressed. She's a very good campaigner. Uh, she comes off very likable and very competent. So, you know, she's, getting, she's definitely getting some momentum, but I just don't see it chipping away at Trump. I yeah. see it chipping away at the rest of the field. I uh, completely agree. I mean, and if you were to pick one issue where there's pretty star- a stark divide over the Haley wing of the Republican Party and the Trump wing of the Republican Party, I think it's the, the Ukraine issue. And a yeah. lot of that was on display this week with Zelensky visiting Washington, D.C. to try and get more funding for uh, Ukraine. Your colleague Brett Baer did a very interesting interview with Vladimir uh, Zelensky. Uh, I, thought, I thought it was really interesting, really thought-provoking. A lot of people are talking about it. Let me just play the question that Brett Baer asked. Mr. President, there are critics who say that you've tried to consolidate power. Uh, headlines that the Orthodox leader in Kiev under house arrest, that you consolidated Ukraine's TV outlets, that you ruled out holding elections next spring, um, calling for unity. But then the mayor of Kiev says that you're turning it into a U- authoritarian state. How do you deal with that criticism? What do you say to critics who are saying that? Now, in his response, Zelensky really didn't say, well, it's not true. He didn't say we're actually a very democratic nation. He basically said we still need to beat Putin. There may be a lot of reasons to uh, support Ukraine and to fund Ukraine, but I I think a lot of folks would agree that uh, propping up a democracy really isn't one of them anymore. Right, Brian? couple of things. Uh, you know, uh, he needs to expand on that. He needs to say, what, why elections? I mean, what, what happens is, you remember after we attacked on 9-11, Bloomberg went up to Rudy Giuliani and says, you want me to put off this election? You want to just stay? And, and Rudy said, no, no, keep doing it. I'll finish out here. You know, do your primary. Have your vote. And we know what happened. And, you know, I thought Bloomberg, especially compared to everything we're dealing with now, was a very good mayor, right? I, I think that his answer is we're in the middle of a war literally for our survival. We just need to be pulling in the same direction, not worrying about campaigns right now. That, and he should use the lever of you know, whatever the Ukrainian parliamentary system says you can do during wartime. But he's not, I don't think this guy is looking for total control. In fact, I sense that he can't wait to give it up. 
I just think right now, when you're being bombed every day, and the winter is going to be as perilous as ever, he's saying to himself, do we really need to campaign? But he never explained it. The thing with the Russian church is quite obvious. You have a Russian-centric church right in the middle of all these major cities in Ukraine, and he's not putting up with it. He does not want his people being converted to Russian in the middle of a war that Russia started. So that, to me, people are like, well, he's anti-Christian. Not really. When, that, when, those, when those churches become pro-Russian and I'm leading Ukraine, I'm not going to just sit here and take it. So I don't have a problem with that. I would like to hear him expand on why he's delaying the election. I don't know, Frank, if that has something to do with the translation. You know, mm-hmm. we would just say flat out, we're in the middle sure. of a war. We can't have an election. I'm going to make it next November. Just give me a year. Instead, he says, well, uh, you know, we're in a, you know, we're, we have a war right now. We just had no reaction. And, you know, uh, one thing I found out from talking to Poroshenko and Klitschko, they really, these parties really don't like each other. Oh, yeah. So and- that's why you never see Klitschko talking yeah. And just talking about Kiev. You just don't. It's like, okay, when I'm in power, I'll talk again. When I'm not in power, I'm not going to. And I'm thinking to myself, I thought in the beginning we'd hear from Klitschko's every day. Yeah, you right. Yeah, it's a great observation. Uh, Brian Kilmeade's full of them. Uh, check him out. If you haven't gotten the book yet, Teddy and Booker T, please do. Listen to him on radio. Check him out on Fox and Friends. Brian, as always, thank you. Merry Christmas. Uh, same to you, Frank. See you soon. Absolutely.